1: So, friend of the show, Nick Shook of NFL.com, kind enough to join us on the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line on 101 ESPN as we get ready for championship weekend. Nick, thanks so much for joining us this morning. How are you doing?
0: I'm great. And, you know, if I'd have uh, known that uh, that was part of the process there, I would have brought an appetizer or something.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, A bottle of wine or something like that. You're right, right. Uh, want to start with this. Obviously a disappointing end to the Browns' season. They had an opportunity. But I have to believe that uh, in the community, because of what led up to getting to Kansas City on Sunday, people have to be really thrilled with what happened and what is going to happen with the Cleveland Browns.
0: Oh, yeah. Anybody who's, uh, I think, Thinking rationally and not still, you know, trying to fight through the pain of, of losing a close one to the defending Super Bowl champions in a season in which you never expected your team to be there. Uh, I think they would all say the same thing, which is that you know what an incredible season for the Browns. Um, you know, coming off of a six and ten year last year. Last year was supposed to be the year that they were supposed to you know be the, the it was supposed to be the return of the Browns. You know, the Browns are going to be restored finally, and then they fell flat. So. Going into this year, Browns fans didn't really have the highest expectations. They understood that their roster had some talent, but they knew they were probably a year or two away from being a, a legitimate contender. So to see this team go 11-5 and five and to win a playoff game for the first time since the 1994 season and to do it by beating Pittsburgh, which I think is sweeter in, this, in these parts um, than people might realize outside of here, uh, was really a capper. And, and, of course, once you're in the divisional round, there's no guarantee that you're ever going to get back there, uh, so you want to maximize those opportunities. But I think it's a pretty nice consolation prize for Browns fans who showed out in droves uh, at Cleveland Hopkins Airport to, to welcome their team back after the uh, difficult
1: defeat. That's always cool. And, by the way, I, I've i questioned Baker Mayfield for the first two and a half years of his career the the second half of the season, the playoffs. I'm a, a Baker Mayfield believer. I th- I think he's the real deal now.
0: Yeah, I would agree. I think uh, the Browns they could go out and, and, and offer him a contract today to lock him up, and, and and it would be a wise decision. I think it also would be wise in Baker's part to play out the fourth year, uh, see if the Browns pick up his fifth-year option going into this season, and, and then maybe work out another deal from there. Because you do have a risk you know, when you get near the end of your rookie deal, but uh, I think he could maximize his earnings if he puts together another season like that. I think him finally being in, in, a, in a situation in which there's st- some stability around him and, and a system that really is uh, tailored to his style of play and what makes him an effective quarterback has really helped him. Having a good run game helped as well. Having an effective offensive line also helped. And and the thing I keep thinking about in reference to these Browns and the way that they lost on on Sunday to the Chiefs was, you know, which team, if you took away the number one receiver from a team, you know, uh, would you see any of those teams sitting there? Like, would Buffalo is a very good football team. And I don't know if you take away Stephon Diggs, if they're in the situation they're in right now. You could see the same about a number of other contending teams, maybe not Kansas City so much. So for the Browns to do that and for Baker Mayfield to really take this next massive step forward in his development while also not having his best receiver in Odell Beckham for the majority of the season really speaks wonders to me to uh, the kind of guy I think he is. And I think he's also matured, um, you know, all the turmoil and everything else, all the chaos that had been around him in his first two two years in the NFL, uh, finally settled down and allowed him to really understand the game and grow within it. And I think that's what you saw on the field in the second half. And I only expect that to improve I mean, to continue. Nick? The Browns might believe in Baker, but it doesn't seem like the Rams have the same faith in Jared Goff. I'm reading headlines right now that say that Goff and McVeigh, their relationship needs marriage counseling. Do you see them finding a way to make this work or do you think they're headed for a divorce? You know, I I thought it was interesting because I hadn't really heard anything about this prior. The only thing that really gave me any indication that this might become a story was in the lead-up to John Walford taking over for Jared Goff after Jared Goff had, had undergone that thumb surgery, um, Sean McVay seemed overly excited about him. Like He, he almost seemed like he was uh, pumping him up a little too much to me. And I thought at the time, you, know, you just got to give this kid confidence. He's never had an NFL star. He's going into a game in which if they win, they're in the playoffs. He needs this boost. Maybe that's what it is. I think it's actually more the fact that Sean McVay was excited to see that the Rams might have another option other than Jared Goff. Now, that's not saying... That I think that John Walford's going to take the job from Jared Goff or anything like that. But I think he was excited to see that there would be somebody on the roster to maybe push Jared Goff if Walford would get enough time on the field to prove that he has uh, some of of what it takes to be a quarterback in the NFL. And and I think that, um, you know, if you take that and then you take the way they lost their game to the Packers and the way McVeigh answered the questions afterward and was very noncommittal. Um, he's the quarterback right now. We have to evaluate everything that includes the quarterback position. Um, it sounds like to me, and, and, and Steve Weiss kind of backed this up with his reporting, which he's the one who said they needed marriage counseling. Uh, he said, A, you know, a source had, it described it to him as such. It sounds to me as if there's either a complacency issue there or there's something along the lines of Sean McVay not getting the effort out of Jared Goff that he needs um, in order to improve. Because at times this season, Jared Goff was very good. Uh, he had this tendency where he would start a game with a completion streak of like between five and 14 straight, where he'd just open a game and go 14 for 14. And the Rams would usually win those games. And then he had other games where he was just bad. And, and, and that's not, you can't have that type of up and down performance from a guy you drafted number one overall and somebody that you plan to build your franchise around. And you've already handed a good amount of money. So he needs to see improvement from it. So. Um, I can't blame him for that, and if you kind of read between the lines and listen to the tone of the way he's been answering questions as well in the the weeks leading up to this, it's not as much of a surprise as it might be, and I think it is setting up for an interesting offseason. The other funny thing, too, is I saw somebody tweet this yesterday. You know, Rams fans sitting back watching Carson Wentz and that whole debacle in Philadelphia going, oh, God, I'm glad that that wasn't us. And now they get to this point, and they go, oh, no, that might be us as well.
1: (laughs) That's right. Good point. Nick Shook of NFL.com with us on 101 ESPN. Let's spin it forward to this weekend. Based on the most recent thing that we saw from Green Bay and the most recent thing we saw from Tampa, and both were excellent, what do you think of the NFC Championship game?
0: You know, I had picked the Saints to go to the Super Bowl based on, and this is like our mid-season picks, and I actually almost put the Buccaneers there And then right before we filed, the Buccaneers played the Saints on Sunday night football and looked abysmal. And I was like, well, you know what? I can't make that change then because that's not encouraging at all. Since that game, they have slowly but surely figured it out and they have caught fire. And a big reason for that is Tom Brady's performance um, in Bruce Arian's offense. It's it's like they finally got comfortable with each other and he figured out what they want from each other. And they've gotten, you know, they didn't have this offseason to work together. So they're kind of, it's a work in progress. He's kind of understanding his receivers as the season goes on. And, um, and I think they're finally not necessarily reaching their final form, but they're getting close to that, which is why I think they've played so much better in recent weeks. Their defense has also been good. They finally established a little bit of uh, consistency in their play, which they hadn't done early in the year. And I think they're going to be a very tough out for the Packers, who, you know, we, we can spend the whole week talking about how the Buccaneers destroyed the Packers 38-10 to way back in uh, week six, but week six was a lifetime ago. A lot of things have changed since then. And the Packers, by the way, have looked fantastic uh, for the majority of the season since then. So, Um, I think that they're going to be a a great challenge for the Packers. I still have the Packers in that game um, just because I can't bet against Aaron Rodgers in the season that he's had and the way that they've been able to utilize Devontae Adams to really just grow that offense in the passing game. So uh, it's going to be, I think, to set up for a really interesting game, though, uh, no doubt. What about in the AFC, Nick? We heard reports that Patrick Mahomes was dealing with a tweaked nerve, and that's why he's in concussion protocol. But we don't know exactly what level he's going to be at heading into that game. But aside from that, what are you uh, looking at with the Chiefs, Bills, in the AFC Championship game? Yeah, that was an interesting hit, too, because you, you, as soon as somebody gets up like that, you look for some sort of helmet impact, and there was none. And, and that's why I, I was pretty confused. So it's, it's going to be interesting to see how that develops, because I think that, that game and the Chiefs' chances really hinge on that. Jen Henning played really well in relief, but he only had to do it for about a quarter, quarter and a half and he almost threw a crushing interception. If the Browns capitalized on that, we're talking a, a much different story today than we ultimately did when uh, Henny kind of got a second chance to uh, you know secure that win for them. So I think that's huge, um, and I also think the Bills are, are playing good football. I think the, the way they won against the Ravens is not all that encouraging going into the game against the Chiefs because – they blitzed like crazy against the Ravens, something that they haven't done for the majority of the season. They basically reversed tendencies. Both those defenses did in that game. Baltimore liked to blitz a lot more than, than, than Buffalo did. Didn't blitz very much. Buffalo did the opposite, got pressure, were able to contain Lamar Jackson. That's how you end up holding the Baltimore Ravens to three points in the game. I don't think that approach works against the Chiefs, so they're going to have to figure out how to stop them in other ways, especially if Patrick Mahomes is there. Now, they have the offense to keep up, and as the Browns showed last weekend – that defense in Kansas City isn't the best, and you can score on them. And the Bills are definitely capable of doing that. The question will be, can they run the ball effectively enough to bring enough balance to their offense to be able to stay in that game? Uh, I do have confidence in their defense in being able to be uh, a, a more of, uh, provide more resistance than the Browns' off or the Browns' defense did. I thought the Browns started to figure it out in that game, but if we have to compare it last week with the matchup that we're going to get this week. Uh, I think it's going to be a very similar game. Obviously, a lot of it hinges on Mahomes' availability. But if he is able to play, I expect a close one that the Chiefs end up winning.
1: Doesn't seem like the league could ask for anything more than what you just essentially predicted—an uh, Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes Super Bowl.
0: Yeah, right. Uh, and, and a beautiful rematch of Super Bowl one. You can't, yep. you can't go wrong there.
1: Nick, great to hear hear your voice. Thanks so much for the time. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon. Yeah, appreciate it. Thanks. See you later.